my best friend Tyler. His grandparents own 150 acres in Caldwell, Texas. We have gone hunting at night with a thermal scope on a suppressed rifle multiple times. On different occasions, we would bring one other friend out so they could shoot at pigs or coyotes. On this particular night, we brought our friend Bobby with us. Usually walking around with three people at night is loud so Tyler decided to wait in the center of the property. Bobby and I are walking around with the thermal scope and sees absolutely nothing. After walking around for about 20-30 minutes, we decide to let Tyler know we are heading his way. Bobby and I get into a clearing about 200-300 yards long, and at the end of the clearing to the left is where Tyler is at. We get about halfway through and see what looks to be a bottle rocket shoot across sky. It appeared to be a few feet long, but very skinny. The sparks that shot out of it were about four times as wide as the object, and twice the length of the object. Every object made no sounds whatsoever, so it shot across the sky like a bottle rocket. Huge spark trail, then vanished into nothing. I look at my friend Bobby and say, what the F was that? He just looked at me and laughed and nonchalantly said that was a UFO. So at this point, I could care less about hunting, and I was really interested in telling Tyler. Bobby said we shouldn't tell him because we would sound crazy. Well sure enough, Tyler thought we were crazy. I have been hunting multiple times after that and have never seen anything like that again in my life. I'd been to Bragg Road in Saratoga, Texas. It's only an hour half where I live. It's also called Ghost Road. Look it up. It's creepy. It's an eight mile dirt road that used to be railroad tracks back in the day. Well at night, if you're on the road. You can see what looks like a train light either in front of or behind your car, and it follows you. Got right up to our car from behind and scared the shit out of me. Legend has it, it's some guy looking for his head with a lantern, but it clearly looks like a train light. I don't recommend going there now meth heads have taken over that road, and you can't drive very fast so easy to get robbed if you aren't prepared. My husband kid and I live out in the middle of nowhere on a plot of land that's about 100 acres. I'd say probably 95 of those acres are wilderness with ATV and hiking trails that we and several of the previous owners created by exploring. We use that land for camping, hiking, and hunting. We like to find a spot, clear it a bit, and camp overnight. There's so much space we've never stayed in the same place twice. We've seen some kill sites, both old and fresh, lots of animal tracks, places where deer bed down, etc. And I've even spent a lot of time hiking, solo. While the kid is in school and husband's at work, whether alone or with the family, we always carry a firearm for protection. A few weeks ago, we decided to load up our camping gear and start a new trail. We mark the trails we make with spray paint on trees. We were pretty far in the woods, having hiked almost an hour when the atmosphere seemed to change. I don't know who noticed it first, but my husband, who was leading the three of us, turned around and gave me a concerned look. The birds had stopped chirping, the insects were quiet, there were no sounds around us. When in the woods, complete quietness is rarely a good thing. We continued onward, hyper aware of our surrounds while our kid continued merrily talking. 
we came to the stream that marks the midway point of our property. We stopped for a few minutes, my husband and I in a stare down with each other. We both felt something was off, but didn't want to scare our daughter. I finally broke the silence and said, I suddenly didn't feel good and that we should go home. My husband nodded in agreement while our daughter voiced her protest. Too bad, kiddo. We turned around and started back. After going a few hundred yards, still in silent wilderness, I looked to my right and saw a person crouched down in a gill suit, about 150 feet off our trail. I'm positive they saw that I noticed them, but they never moved. I cleared my throat to get my husband's attention, and when he looked back, I put my hand on the gun in the holster on my hip, which caused him to readjust his rifle in preparation of anything. I spit up my family, and we hurried back home. I told my husband as soon as we were inside, we decided to call the police and report the trepasser. filed a report and was told to call again if we saw anyone. A few days later, my husband and I went out alone and set up a bunch of deer cams. We didn't go back out into the woods for maybe a week. Then he and I ventured out to retrieve the cam footage. Out of the nine cams we placed, we caught a person in a ghillie suit in two images. We handed copies over to the cops to go with our report. We haven't gone back out since except to check the deer cams. Haven't gotten any other trespassers. It freaks me out even more to think of the few times while camping, that we heard walking near our tent in the middle of the night. We always assumed it was curious animals, but now I'm not so sure. My fiancé sees nightmarish stuff while he's half asleep. He hates scary movies and anything like them, but he frequently has nightmares. About once a month or more, he gets up tense and ready to fight looking intently at something across the room. Once he told me there was a big mother behind the bedroom door. Once there was a green slime coming out of the wall. Once there was a monster perched on my desk getting ready to jump at us. Every time he does this, he eventually just rolls over and goes back to sleep. Whether I gently tell him he's dreaming or not, and he remembers nothing in the morning. One night I went to bed before him, and I just had this feeling there was something under the bed. I wouldn't let my arms or feet hang off the edge of the bed and stayed burrito wrapped in my blanket. He eventually came to bed and fell asleep. Then sometime in the middle of the night, he woke me up telling me, whatever you do, don't let your feet hang off the end of the bed. If you do, they'll get you. I weakly cried. What? He answered. They tried to cut off my hand. I didn't sleep much that night. How did we both have the feeling something was under the bed on the same night? The only time that's ever happened in our eight-year relationship. Hey there, let me share some intriguing experiences. I had growing up in southern New Hampshire, particularly in East Derry. My childhood home was situated on a quiet cul-de-sac, with a police captain and a detective as our neighbors. Living in that house was eventful, to say the least with a multitude of strange occurrences tied to its very essence. One of the most peculiar phenomena I encountered was the presence of a shadow person manifesting itself in the likeness of my family members. Many years later, after we'd moved away, my older brother confided in me saying whatever it was, it seemed to have taken a liking to you. This brings me to one of the many stories I have from that time. 
My best friend, who lived just five houses down, had parents who owned a pop-up camper and was parked to the side of their porch, with its doors serving as the family's main entrance. Being curious 12-14 year olds, we often had sleepovers in the camper with other kids from the neighborhood. During one of these nights, we had an experience that continues to haunt me. On this particular occasion, it was just my friend and me. As girls of that age, we would often bicker over trivial matters. That night, it was about a piece of gum she threw to me, which ended up getting lost between the mattresses and the lining of the camper. She was unwilling to give me another piece, which sparked a heated argument between us. As we went back and forth, our voices growing louder, an eerie silence suddenly enveloped us. Out of nowhere, we both heard the distinct sound of footsteps pacing around the camper. Then came the voices. It's difficult to put into words, but it felt as if someone was whispering right beside us, yet the voice carried a strange distance. It was a male voice, speaking in a language we couldn't comprehend. We exchanged worried glances, and I recall my friend hastily taking off her socks they were new, fuzzy, and mine. We didn't want them getting ruined, you know. Without further ado, we sprinted the 15 feet to the side door, hurried inside, and raced up the stairs to her room, clutching the house phone along the way. Given that her parents were heavy drinkers, we didn't want to disturb them. So, we did the only logical thing and called my house instead. My mom, concerned for our safety, drove around the neighborhood twice, but upon returning she assured us she saw nothing out of the ordinary. We were so spooked by the incident that we decided to sleep on the floor next to each other. It just so happened that our sleeping spot was beneath the window overlooking her front yard. Before we eventually drifted off to sleep, we both distinctly recall hearing the sound of raking or digging. This story dates back nearly 20 years now, but to this day, I remain friends with my childhood best friend. Whenever I recount this tale or any of the other strange occurrences from that time, she can always vouch for me. We shared an unexplainable bond during those unforgettable years. Indeed, East Derry seemed to be a hub for bizarre happenings. Numerous peculiar events took place in that town, leaving an indelible mark on our memories. When I was backpacking on the Appalachian Trail, I was laying in my tent at night listening to the rain. I heard what sounded like someone walking on gravel and saw a light flashing through my tent. The flashing was slow, like a headlamp going behind tree, then being seen again. The sun had just gone down, so I thought it was another hiker was coming up to the otherwise empty shelter site. I unzipped my tent to look and there was nothing there. It was coyote hunting. I'm Northern California, and as some might know, Northern California is not like Central and Southern California. There's a lot less people and a lot more wilderness. So anyways, we were out in this clearing with a coyote call just playing it. Trying to lure some in when we see a dull red light about 100 yards up the road. It was odd because none of us had lasers or flashlights on our rifles so we couldn't figure out what it was when about 30 seconds later a shot rings out over our heads. We all jumped into the truck and hauled ass toward him the only way out of the woods from where we are. Spotlighting the sides of the road to try and see him, but saw nothing. Easily the scariest night of my life, 
I work on the woods full time and have never been that terrified. We were camping for a week in area that we always camped at. One day me and my mom decided to go for a walk in the afternoon campsite was really bushy and all of a sudden there is this loud scream and it sounds like a child screaming. Me and my mom were trying to find where this screaming is coming from because it sounded like a child screaming and we're worried that he or she is hurt. And all of a sudden there is this lady that comes out of nowhere and is walking towards the screaming really calmly and slowly and she then is gone from our sight. The screaming just stops and it's really quiet for a long time. Then the screaming starts up all again and we can hear her saying stuff, but we can't make it out because we were far away. Then it all stops again and five minutes has passed and we can't hear anything. Then we see the lady come out with this little boy in her arms and there are two other kids following. Behind her and there, faces are white as a ghost and their facial expressions are blank and they are walking out calmly and slowly and just walk away like nothing happened and me and my mom just ran the F out of there. It was just creepy and it started to get really dark. The next day we were talking to other people and they said they heard the screaming too and we all decided to go and investigate the place where they were. There was nothing there but a small clearing looking out at a shit ton of trees and scary looking branches. We had a really bad feeling when we all went there and we all ran the F away. Later that day we hear that the people who were screaming have not been seen in a while, but everyone just thought they packed up and left the campsite. I still wonder today who and where they are. When I was 11, I was friends with this girl who lived alone with her mom in this massive old Victorian house. It was gorgeous. Wood floors, fireplaces in every room, and heavy doors with window things at the top. She had told me her house was super haunted, but I figured she only thought that because of how old it was. So we're playing Barbies in her room. It's just her, one other girl, and me. Her mom is across the house sewing. They decide to go into the kitchen and make macaroni and cheese. I want to keep playing so I stayed alone in her room. I watched them leave the room, and since the door was super heavy, I clearly heard it shut. The floors creaked as they walked into the kitchen. I could faintly hear them talking because the window thing was open above the door. To set the scene, I'm sitting on the floor with my back to the fireplace, doing my Barbie thing. On her mantle, she has like a dozen or so American Girl dolls lined up all perfect. About 10 minutes go by. I was still playing when I heard the door open. They were back from the kitchen. The girl who lives there immediately lays into me saying, that's not funny. You know I'm freaked out about the house and ghosts and I have no idea what they're talking about. Then I looked at the mantle. Every single one of the doll's arms were in the air. They refused to believe I didn't do it and I still get goosebumps thinking about it. It was January 14th of this year, 2023. I was on my way to work, so it was approximately 5.30, 5.45 a.m., and was a light rain and dark. I was coming from Hammond, Indiana, heading west on 165th, which turns into 159th. It was between State Street and Wentworth Ave in Calumet City, Illinois. 
So when I saw it, I was now in Illinois after passing State Street. I was in the left lane, and there was only one car in front of me in the right lane. This car was about six car lengths ahead of me. This is a wooded area, and I saw something alongside the car in front of me by the rear. As I said, this is a wooded area, and I am always watching for deer, raccoons, and opossums. I looked harder and watched and thought to myself, is that a deer It's running fast? And I realized there was no way it was a deer. It looked bigger. Like I said, it was a light rain, dark, and had my wipers on. I started to speed up because I had no clue what this was at this point. As I got closer, whatever it was went directly behind the car in front of me, suddenly had a huge wingspan, and went up and over my car. I talked about it for weeks telling everyone how it was very unsettling, and it's all I thought about since that morning. I take the same route to work Monday Saturday, and I'm always on the lookout, and haven't seen anything since. And it wasn't until months later, my sister shared on Facebook, that she found out if you go to Google Maps and search Mothman that the locations of sightings show up. At that moment, it all clicked in my head and I literally said out loud, holy shit, it was F. Mothman. My husband was confused and I showed him her post and he laughed. But from that moment on, I was confident and positive. That's what I saw. And I work on a fishing boat that gets contracted out by a cannery in the Alaskan Peninsula during the summer. The only bits of civilization out here are canneries, and the only way in or out is by boat or airplane, small airplanes. About a week ago, we were anchored up by a cannery for six days. We were on standby for the whole time and didn't have any orders. Normally, we're decently busy and have some sort of work. During this time, we all started to get really bored. We had a hard drive of movies that we powered through. To kill time, we'd sleep a lot. We didn't have a skiff either, so we couldn't get into town. Even if we could get to town, all it had was one store that was open two hours a day and a payphone. We were basically getting cabin fever. Anyways, on the last night we were there, we started to play some Madden 2013 on an Xbox. I was on a little hot streak of winning, so I quit while I was ahead to go smoke a cigarette on deck and on the ocean. Up here, you can't see many stars because during the summer it stays light out for so long, so you really notice bright lights or stars. Well, I noticed this particularly bright light because it starts to move. I thought to myself, it must be a plane, but then it started to move all over the place, vertically, horizontally, in circles. I sat there thinking, no, no, that's too weird. But when I was sure this thing was moving, I grabbed another deckhand. I asked, am I crazy? Or is that light moving really weird? I started to have the same reaction I had. So we both stood there in disbelief. Once I was convinced, I wasn't crazy. I got the other deckhands both were playing mad intention. We all stood on deck hooting and hollering like apes. We were like, holy shit, it's a UFO. What the hell is that thing? What? It was kind of funny. But then I got this really weird sinking feeling. Since the whole North Korea thing has been heating up, it crossed my mind this could be some sort of military thing. And after the light stopped moving in crazy patterns, it looked like it starts to head southeast. I immediately ran inside to grab my phone. Luckily we have internet on the boat to message my family. 
I thought for a minute this light might be a missile headed for the west coast. I told my family I loved them, nothing to suspicious. I didn't want to scare them, and if it wasn't a missile I didn't want to sound paranoid. I knew that if a missile did hit anywhere in the US, I'd have a very high chance of living, because these boats are very sustainable. Besides having to fuel up there is lots of food aboard, and lots of tools to fix any problems. We could go for months, maybe years on our own. After a minute the light stopped moving. The other deckhands kept saying it was moving, but I wasn't seeing it. I realized we all must have been staring at the TV for too long, and our eyes were probably just adjusting to the outside. We all left it off. I didn't tell anybody I thought it was a missile, because that thought sort of shook me up a little. So out where I live, it's just outside of a town nestled, at the bottom of mountains for your information. I live in Australia, and it's not too secluded, since I live with my family, and you'll generally come across someone's property every 500 meters but there are some stretches where you won't see a house for a cam. One night my mom and I are coming home pretty late at night, and we were just talking and listening to the radio. We come around a corner, and we both saw this creature that I still don't know what it is till this day, but it had the body the size of a medium dog. Mangy looking black fur, an almost abnormally large head, big green eyes which was the first thing I noticed. But most weirdly and almost impossibly long, and thin neck, like it shouldn't be able to support the large head. My mother and I are cussing like sailors at this point, and make a U-turn around to get a better look at it, and within ten seconds there was no trace of it. Normally I'd brush this off as probably a wild dog, but the body just didn't look like a dig and it was too big for a cat, even a wild one. The real scary part is that my family and I have seen that maybe two to three times now, almost exclusively late at night. However, my so's father has said that he's also seen it twice, once at night and once at daytime, and I get the feeling we're not the only people in town to have seen it. I grew up in rural Pennsylvania and have spent most of my life here. I've been hiking all over the state, at least once a week every week since I began driving at 16. But all across the many state parks, I have spent thousands of hours hiking in the woods. I've had three strange encounters, now since the summer of 2022. Almost as if a door has been opened since the first one. The story I'm sharing today is the most recent thing that happened to me and my two buddies last Saturday night. It completely traumatized me. My two lifelong friends and I went on a spur-of-the-moment night hike Saturday night. I haven't hiked at night for nearly two years. I used to hike alone all the time, but hiking with these two guys made us all feel bold. We were hiking near the part of the Appalachian Trail where we grew up in Duncanon, and the AT runs through the town. There's a ridge next to the town with a very popular hiking vista called Hawk Rock, and back the base of the mountain. There's a creek that flows into the Siskihanna River, and a road that follows this creek back into the woods for about a mile and a half. It leads to Boy Scout camp shelters and water wells, follows the creek around a bend, and then ends where the road ends. We have a low-key camping site that follows an easy-to-miss trail that continues past the road and goes into the woods another couple hundred of yards. We're about two and a half miles from the car 
We're sitting there talking about Sasquatch and encounters. Both of my friends have ever had an encounter. This night was totally dark with no moon. We couldn't see each other side by side without a flashlight, and it was dead quiet. In hindsight, it seems weird. There are normally lots of frogs along that creek. I've been at this campsite about two dozen times and never had anything happen to us there. We're talking about missing 411 and my two previous encounters. One friend has never heard the Sierra sounds, and my other friend told me not to play them. I made two tree knocks, then we played the Sierra sounds in total darkness. One cue. Not even a minute went by, and a huge rock splashed into the creek about 30 yards away from the direction of our trail, and the only way out. I was already on my feet. I've thrown many rocks into creeks, rivers, and lakes, and that rock was large. It made that hoop sound of breaking the water and crashing into the creek bed. Immediately, we felt that sense of dread and danger. Then it happened a second and a third time, back to back. I said we need to get the FC out of here right now. We were 100% sober. I've been up and down that creek by kayak, trail, and fishing. It's one of the few areas in Pennsylvania that doesn't have beavers. And I've never seen a beaver or signs of beavers anywhere along that creek. I've heard beaver tail slaps, and it didn't sound like that at all. It was loud and scared the crap out of us. It was so close to us that it didn't seem like just a coincidence. We packed our bags up at hammocks in less than a minute and started walking out in the direction of these splashes. We got parallel to where it happened, maybe 30 seconds later. The creek was five feet to our left. There was a fog over the creek. We couldn't see the other side, but there was nothing over there but woods. Then it happened a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth time. Loud splashes of large rocks crashed into the water right next to us. I was on point. We're going through this trail with the brush to our right and the creek to our left dark. We weren't speaking to each other. We stuck together and were only focused on getting out. We got back to the road and we were practically jogging back toward the car. We were saying that was weird and was too close and too conveniently timed. We continued down this road and got a mile away from where it happened. The road was maybe 50 feet from the creek now and a little bit higher up but still parallel to the creek and completely silent, so quiet that you could hear a pin drop. We began to feel like we were okay now. But then it happened again. A large loud splash in the creek below was perfectly parallel to us. The sense of danger was palpable and we could feel it around us. Something was on the other side of the creek mirroring us. The problem was there are no trails, no houses, nothing but woods over there. Whatever it was over there was keeping pace with us silently without light or without a trail, and we could feel it. We got to the end of the road and two kids were walking in with lights. We saw them coming. I said to my friends we have to tell them what just happened. We couldn't let these kids go in there without warning. We told them what happened, and all of us were clearly shaken and rattled. We got into the car and drove back to my buddy's place in town. For three hours, we tried to rationalize and reason what it was. You couldn't think of any animal that checks all the boxes of the behavior. If it was somebody messing with us, they were in the middle of nowhere without a light throwing large rocks and moving silently without a trail. If it was an animal, we would have heard it moving. If it was something in the water, we would have heard it displacing water while moving. And I know this area, like back of my hand, 
I'm terrified to go back outside again and afraid as soon as the sun goes down. We all felt like we were lucky to get out of there. I was excited about spring and summer and to get back out hiking again, but I am terrified at the thought of it. Me and my stepsister like to dick around in the woods by our house. We used to go down there a ton. Not so much anymore. I remember about a year ago, we completely lost a trail that we went on every time. Like literally, we entered from the same spot and the woods just weren't the same. Another time we saw this sketchy looking shed in the middle of nowhere. It looked like it hadn't been touched in years. It had rope and a pickaxe in it. We also found this wooden gate after wandering somewhere we hadn't before, and upon looking for it again, could he find it anywhere? There's always creepy shit like dolls in there. I once went by myself and had a horrible feeling. I was being watched by fairies. There was a mushroom circle nearby and a tree with a sparkling rope. Not to mention the weird noises we hear a ton, but just choose to ignore. Also went kayaking once and saw some dead animal in a cave. The water surrounding that area was crazy cold. There was also a paddle and pieces of a small ship nearby. We were out fishing and kayaking all day. When it got dark, I said F it and just tossed my sleeping bag in my kayak and proceeded to snuggle into it. As it was sitting on the dock, most nights I wake up in the night for some reason or another, and this night was no different. I opened my eyes and looked up into the night sky because this lake is so dark you can see the Milky Way, except it wasn't there. There was a pterodactyl crane jersey devi, chupacrabber looking sumbitch, standing over me. Like I'm a fat ass sardine stuck in the comfiest can ever snuggled into the goose down just cousins. I honestly wanted to sit there and watch him, as long as he didn't eat my eyeballs for a fourth meal appetizer, so I did. For a solid hour, he just sat there looking over the water, and I watched him. Also, when I was little, I got told a bunch of stories about tree hoppers of that shit. During my third Philmont trek in 2003, we arrived at Miners Park and set up camp for the night. As we were hanging our bear bags and chatting with one of the staff members, we heard a deafening roar come from across the meadow on the other side of the camp. The staff member looked at us with an amused grin and said, Oh yeah, we have some mountain lions in the area. They've been here for at least a week, so be careful tonight, guys. That night, most of us struggled to get any sleep as it sounded like the mountain lions were all around us. Every little noise made us jump, and we kept a close eye on our surroundings throughout the night. It was a tense and unnerving experience, but we were relieved to make it through the night unscathed.